Did you get cash for your birthday? I got so much wine that I am, I maybe 20 bottles of wine. About that. And I told my roommate and my nephew that stays in my back house, you know, I meant this to get me all the way through July before I go to Paris. And they all said, you out your mind. <laughs> this won't last through January. <laughs> Welcome to the Times Lakers show in our brand new wooden studios. It is genuine oak. Hickory, maybe? Chicory? Hickory? Chicory? It even smells good, Dan. At your age, you can still smell things. This yes, is the birthday I boy, can. Brad Turner. Hey, 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 hey. I am Dan Wakey. I cover the Lakers for the LA Times. BT, you cover the Lakers, the Clippers, and you drink wine for the LA Times. A, a lot life. of wine. What a life. And you were at the Rose Bowl. I was. I enjoyed the Rose Bowl. It was great going as a fan. I made the line going to the restroom. Okay. And some guy starts talking to me a little bit. He's go like, uh, kind of recognize you a little bit. So I yeah. you know, and he goes, he goes, Lakers. And I said, ah, uh, yes, I cover the Lakers with my coworker, Dan. There's no way that happened. He, it did. And we were talking about the Lakers. And of course, he went through the whole conversation about some with our team, they don't play hard. Yeah. Why don't we have a rotation? What's going on? Yeah. Who are we going to get? And I just said, I just want to use the bathroom, man. You just outlined the show, by the way. That I just, is, I just I want to use the restroom. The, that is the direct outline of the show. I want to talk about the Lakers, yes. and I want to do it in that chunk since Thanksgiving. Okay. All right. And really, there's pre-tournament and post-tournament. Yes. I think pre-tournament up through the finals. I mean, we saw a Lakers team that. To me, look like a team that could maybe win two rounds in the playoffs and play in the conference finals. I'm not quite sure I was ready to be like, this team is going to win the championship. But they played, um, you know, in that 48 minutes, win or go home game against New Orleans. They were dominant. They did it again against the Pacers. They looked as good as anybody in that, in that field. Since, womp, 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 I think would be the, um, like, the price is right horn. Um, the... They've kind of stunk. They're three and no, eight. No, they have a kind of stunk. They've stunk. They smell bad. I want to establish some rules for our okay. conversation about the Lakers. One, we're, we're just going to focus on actionable things here, right? Like, they're not going to trade for Victor Weminyama. They're not going to hire Nick Saban to be the head coach. Like, let, let's let's work within, act, like, okay. the realm of reality. Um, I kind of think, and I had this conversation with an executive the other day, from a different team. I, I kind of think we can, panic isn't the word I would use. No. But, uh, nervous would be a word I will use, and I'll tell you why. Let me start with why okay. I'd be nervous if I was a Lakers fan. LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been awesome. Yes, they have. And they are 500. They have not been hurt, and they are 500. The floor is yours. Rebut. I would use two words, some concern. Okay. Not a lot. Because, as you just said, LeBron and AD have been healthy for the most part. Yep. But it proves that a team like the Lakers still needs their supporting class. Or as Shaq would call them, the others, to the, do their job. The others probably love that. Right. And like Frank Vogel used to say, he needs you to start in your role. Sure. And right now, the Lakers haven't had 
anyone really star in their roles consistently. Maybe Austin Reeves has been the closest to that, but the other guys we expected, Rui Hachimura has not been injured. Player we saw. Too injured, yeah. Exactly, we didn't, not the guy we saw in the playoffs. Jared Vanderbilt hasn't been that guy because of his injury that he's returning from. D'Angelo Russell hasn't been a player that we saw could make three-point shots. His defense has suffered. He's now going to the bench. He's now injured. The new guys, Gabe Vincent, is going to be Haven't out seen for yeah. basically two months. You know, Christian Wood hasn't been living up to what the numbers said he could yeah, be. in and out of the rotation. In the lineup. Jackson Hayes is pretty much the player we thought he was. Energy guy, but not consistent. You know, Cam Reddish was starting to show some signs, but the injuries hurt him. The shooting has, has been – and the shooting oh, has yes. been bad. No, he hasn't played in back-to-back games for a while. So that's why I say there's some concerns. But yeah. it's January. So being around them through the stretch, I will say, um, after face, this has not been a particularly happy Lakers team to be around. And <laughs> okay. um, that's for a bunch of reasons, right? Like, one, losing. Like, I mean, you know, you show me a happy NBA team, I'll generally show you one that's winning. Um, so there's that. Fatigue. Like, mm. they are tired. I mean, they are grumpy. They are edgy. Um, they, when you are that way, you start to question stuff. Like, you're, um, mm. you're just on edge. Yes. And they are a team that is on edge right now. Um, third, I think the schedule and the teams they played during the stretch is they played a lot of teams that they know that they would need to beat on their way to a conference finals or further, and they lost to almost all of them, except for the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? They beat right. Charlotte, they beat the Thunder. Is there, who's the third win in there? Am I missing one? San Antonio. San Antonio. That is a team they will not see on the way to the conference finals. Um, so, and neither is Charlotte. Charlotte and San Antonio are two of the worst teams in the league. Dan, when you say that, I hope I get this quote right, but it reminds me of a Pat Riley quote. Okay. He said, there's winning and there's misery. Yeah. So we're in misery right now. And that is an actual truth. Yeah. So, and when you're miserable, mm. you're miserable. Food tastes worse. Plane rides are longer. Yes, they are. The decisions are, you know, nobody likes what anybody's doing. There's only one thing that's good out of that. The wine is still good. It's usually. That, I promise you, the wine is still, does not Well, you have 50 all. bottles of it to drink. All right, when we get back, I, we're going to dig in a little bit further on these Lakers problems, and eventually maybe we'll get to a solution or two. Ooh. Subscribe, like, comment, and we'll be right back. <music> Segment two, the B block. Pardieu. Look at you. A little French for you. Of the Times Lakers show here Very on YouTube, LA Times. Hey, buy a newspaper, people. I got Christmas bills to pay. Um, <laughs> okay, so we've established the Lakers are miserable. <laughs> Yes. Okay, there's misery. Um, There are, the cleanest path out of this misery is that they are gonna be in Los Angeles functionally for the next month. Yes. All right, they have a couple of road games with the Clippers in there. They have a game in Salt Lake. And then it's like from now, from the new year to the Grammy trip, end of the month. I mean, they they essentially have what, 10? I think it's 11. Home games. And then the 11th game is Clippers at Clippers. Yes. And they play one game at Golden State. I think it's 12, of, of, wow. 12 of 13 in California or something like that. Right. Like, so 
this is the chance. They this can unpack, the right? They can, you know, they can say hi to their wives and kids, right? Um, that will help. They've been a very good home team this season. <laughs> that will help. They're not playing very good basketball. And I think my hunch, BT, mm. is that if you gave them the truth serum, they would know that as currently constructed, they might not be good enough. Maybe win a series good. Win three? Or, I mean, no one wants to win three. You want to win four. I think they know they're not winning four series good enough today for a lot of reasons. I think, you know, and this has been a criticism of Darvin Ham. It's been a criticism, you know, we've heard, we've started to hear some quotes about this. We definitely hear fans talking about it. Like, these guys don't know their roles, the rotation yes. kind of changing. Like, that is true. Um, I think that has been an issue for Darvin Ham. I also think it's been like, what is he supposed to do? Guys are in and out of this lineup all the time with injuries. I, I mean, I do kind of wince a little bit when LeBron or AD talks about how they haven't been healthy because the, the, their best three best players have been healthy, and that's usually good enough. But they are a team that is going to have to be a team that plays together. I don't think they have enough top-end talent, to be totally honest, to, to not have yeah. continuity and flow. Um, and they have not had continuity and they have not had flow. So to me, you start thinking about traits, right? Yes. Like, and I want to start with something that happened around the league um, December 30th, I believe. The New York Knicks, the Toronto Raptors, two teams that are suing each other, <laughs> right? In court currently. Doesn't mean we can't do business, baby. Decided to make a trade. OG Ananobi from Toronto, Malachi Flynn. From your San Diego State Aztecs. That's right. That's go to do. Precious Achua. Go to the Knicks. The Knicks send out RJ Barrett, um, Emmanuel Quickly, yes. and a second round pick. Second round pick. Now, wow. it's the Pistons' second round pick. Right. So it's going to be the first or second pick, probably, in the second round. But I think, what was your initial reaction to that trade? What was kind of your first. Snap takeaway. I'll give you mine and I'll tell you what it means for the Lakers. The first thing I thought was I was surprised no first round pick was moved in that okay. deal. But then I looked at the players, especially OG and RJ Barrett, and I thought, okay, there's some equalness there. So based on that. And Quickly's a real ass. He's a very Quickly's right. a good so player. Based on that, it didn't require one. Going forward, other teams probably know they can't pull off a similar type deal unless the talent is somewhat equal. That, to me, so that is, been doing this for a while. Um, that was my first takeaway, was that there's no first round pick, and then it was like, oh, they wanted the players, all right? Yes. And then, so I started calling around a little bit, right, and talking to people, and, and one of the things you hear is that, you know, like, um, you know, when teams have been talking about trading players, like, say, for instance, DeJounte Murray, a name that we've started to hear come up a little bit, and a name that I think would fit really well with what the Lakers are trying to do, yes. also happens to be represented by... Rich Paul. Thank you. A clutch um, client. I think in that trade, if they were talking to the Knicks, they would ask for Emmanuel quickly. They would want the player. Right. Okay? In addition to a pick. But, like, you want the player. Okay? Now... Again, some concern. Do the Lakers have the player in any of these trades? So if they're out there, if we're talking about shopping the top tier part of the trade market, right? OG Ananobi, the best two-way player 
of like role players kind of that would potentially be available. DeJounte Murray, former all-star, he's a guard, you know, like a guy who- well, Let's just get to it. The answer is no. I don't think they've got the, unless they're gonna they include really, Austin they, Reeves. They really, and let's just keep in line with the idea that they're not going to trade Austin I Reeves. I don't think they're gonna trade Austin Reeves. It's going to require the Lakers to give up a pick. I think. I think more than one. I think they're going to have to find Absolutely. a second. Absolutely. And how do you find that? When you know the next name has come up for Javante Murray, mm-hmm. and they do have the picks to do it. So I think, right? yeah, this is going to be the issue, right? And it is that it is going to be a, it's a, it's going to be a tough trade market for them. Um, now, I've been talking to a lot of people. People are high on Max Christie. He's a young player that, that other scouts like. Jalen Ojefino, the player they took in the first round this year, is young. He was a first-round pick. Scouts a little split on him, but he was a first-round pick this year. It's not like he's gone out there and struggled. He really hasn't gone out there and played, so it's sort of like, you know, but someone told me, like, first-round picks are kind of like cars. Like, you take it off the lot, and, like, it just sort of loses a little value inherently in terms of it just being, like, an, an abstract thing. <laughs> but um, the um, so you have those two players, right? And now maybe between those two players, you can sell a team on that being a first. Maybe. All right? You have your first-round pick that you can trade, which I believe is in 2029, I think. Okay. And then you've got some pick swaps. You've got some seconds. Maybe you cobble a package together and you find one of these teams that has a ton of first-round picks, like the Clippers did with Oklahoma City. And maybe you can pick off another first through that. But now we're talking about trading everything. Like, this is the current version of everything. And, you know, if everything gets you DeJounte Murray, um, I, I, I think that works to a certain degree for them. Um, if, ever, if, if you have to trade everything to get Zach Levine, does that? Uh, I don't think it does. So, I, I like, they're going to be in a hard situation on this. Um, I do think, though, they need to get better on offense. Yes. And I do think that we've sit here, we've sat here before and, kind of rolled our eyes at Zach Levine. I will put this on the record right now. He is undervalued. He will be undervalued. Um, the way that teams have talked about how he has no trade market, he doesn't because of his knee and his contract. That is a good offensive player, and that is, a, that is the kind of player who I believe, if you move him from being the primary offensive option to a secondary or even a third offensive option, can be a useful player. Now the question is, does he do enough other stuff to impact winning when he's not scoring? That's the hard part. The issue I hear with Zach Levine from Lakers and others around the league is do his numbers equate into winning? And the answer so far has been no, it does not. No. Does a contract help you going forward? The answer has been no. Does he play enough good defense to help your team? The answer has been no. How does he fit in with LeBron James and Anthony Davis? Are they willing passes to him? And is he a catch-and-shoot player? The answer has been no. Oh, I think the answer is like more closer to yes there than Though, it's no. They, but well, that's a lot of no's. Yeah, well, I was going to say Too the, many other, no's. the other one, by the way. How well, are his ligaments? Can. How are his knee ligaments? You know, that's, well, not, so that's another no. So there are too sure. many no's based on what I understand and been told to make that move. So you, the key for me would be... Does it come back to you, though? That's my question is, does, like, you're right, but does your level of desperation, does your level of internal desire... You can't be desire, desperate. You just, you, 
Last season when Rob See, I think made those moves. That guy allows you to be desperate. You have LeBron James and you're 21. You still can't. That's how you can talk yourself into being desperate. You do not. You, desperate means you make foolish moves. A bad moves. trade. Mm-hmm. Last season, last year now, Rob Plinker was not desperate. He was smart. Waited. He was cool about things. He was shrewd about things and did a great job. You can't do things out of desperation because you end up making mistakes. And yeah. the Lakers know that. Rob Palenka knows that. Every GM in the league, every president knows that that's the way you operate. And if you make a move out of desperation, then it could lead you down a bad rabbit hole. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back after this. Comment, subscribe, like, do all that fun stuff. Welcome back. Times Lakers show. I'm Dan Wykey. I am joined, as always, by my friend, my colleague, um, my favorite person in Pasadena. Take that, Dylan Hernandez. Brad Turner. I'm the only person you know that lives in Pasadena, Dan. I know three people who live in Pasadena. Dylan Hernandez Ky- does not count. What about Gary Klein? What about Gary Klein, the nicest person who works at the LA Times? Gary Klein. That would be true. Okay, that's two. And you. Dylan does not. Dylan lives in South Pasadena. He's just an okay coworker. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, all right. I want to. Okay, we've been talking a lot about how like they're gonna get right when they come home. All right. Um, they hope they get right when they. This come is, home. and I don't. We haven't even like this has been a, a conversation for us on the road in postgame press conferences. This was kind of the tenor of things. It's like let's just get home, get to sleep. Mm-hmm. Everybody can be happy. They're, they've hit the end of this stretch. So here starts the new stretch. <laughs> right. Here's what this month looks like. Wednesday, January 3rd. You might be watching this on Wednesday, January 3rd. The Lakers host the Miami Heat. Yes. A team they lost to, a team they usually lose to, it feels like. Uh, They got to win this game. Oh, yeah. I don't want to say must win, but they got to win this game. Okay. All right. Friday, the Memphis Grizzlies. John Morant back in Los Angeles. Mm Mm-hmm. Playing with a little extra juice. Now the Jazz back. Yes, they Just going to say. Okay. All right. So we got that one. Then, Sunday. The, the LA, LA Clippers. Clippers. Lakers have a one-game winning streak over the LA Clippers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not this Clipper team. Ooh. Uh, that's going to be a hard game. Oh, absolutely. And it should be. They're worse yes. currently than the LA Clippers. Um, then they play the Raptors. Yes. And they play the Phoenix Suns. Yes. That is the homestand before they play one game on the road and then they come back for another long homestand. But let's just start with that pocket. Um, we both agree that the Clippers is the hardest game there, right? If it's the Lakers right now, they're all hard games. See, that's not good. That's bad, BT. Because that's just the way they played this season. And let's not discount Miami. Miami has a – they play hard. The difficult team to beat. You saw what happened when they played them earlier, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not an easy game. So we'll – yeah. I mean, like, I think – let's set the deck here quick on the, on the Lakers and their injuries, right? So we've got Rui Hachimura has a, some sort of a calf injury. We haven't heard right. word on that yet. Um, initially, Darvin Ham said there was a high level of concern. He said that because anytime a guy comes to you in the first quarter and they say he can't go anymore, that's where that level of concern comes from. After the game, a little more context – the word precautionary gets used. Right. So we'll see where he's at. My guess, that's you at least missed the next game. 
probably. But I don't know. Um, Cam Reddish, not one groin injury, but two. Both both sides. And he's young. He's young. He's been playing a lot of defense. But he was still, to me, was a guy that if Darvin Ham was going to make a move, and he said that, by the way. Yes. In San Antonio, or not San Antonio, where was I? New Orleans. New Orleans. New you had Sorry. a good time in New Orleans, didn't you? I, had, I did have fun. I got where you were. Um, me and everyone else in that city. <laughs> this is in New Orleans on New Year's Eve, Broderick. Um, before that game, Darvin Ham said, we're, gonna, we're making a lineup yes. change and we're moving forwards with this new group. It lasted eight minutes because that's when Rui Hachimura got hurt. It was Rui starting for uh, Cameron. Cameron. So um, you got those two guys out. You've got Gabe Vincent had a knee surgery out six to eight weeks. And then you've got, who am I missing? D'Angelo Russell, who took a charge in Minnesota, bruised tailbone, stepped in, made a really big play, actually, in that game, um, but got hurt. And we'll see where he's at. You know, they think hopefully day-to-day. Uh, Darvin Ham is going to, if Cam Reddish isn't able to go, Darvin's going to have to make an interesting decision. And he's been in this position where he's had to make pretty high-profile decisions this year. Um, I, I, think, I think they need to start Austin Reeves. I, I think that is... It's not that it didn't work with Austin with the second unit. Um, it did. It helped that group. Um, I think for the sake of their team and for the sake of Austin Reeves, I just think they need to get their best players on the court more with each other. And I think in the, the start of the second half against New Orleans, Austin had to start because of the injury to Rui. Um, I guess they could have started Max Christie there instead, right. but, but they went with Austin. And I saw a different pop out of him, BT. Um, with those guys more active defensively um, because as a he you know Austin's not a a one-on-one stopper but he is a team defender he's a smart defender I think he knows how to play with LeBron he knows how to play with Anthony Davis like so he was more comfortable on that side of the floor forced a couple turnovers we saw him get going offensively saw him find LeBron on a couple cuts I think just him being on the court with those two guys makes you better and I think that is going to be I'm curious to see if this week we land on that for the Lakers as they start to like right. re-pencil in roles. I would say it should de- be done for sure, especially if D'Angelo comes back. Because now you have D'Angelo coming off the bench as your backup point guard. Sure. You need someone that can handle the ball that you can have confidence in. Sure. If D'Angelo is not able to play in the next game or two, then it might, more, it might make more sense to bring Austin off the bench because you still need someone who can facilitate the offense. Yeah. But let's be honest, Austin was great as a starter for them last season. Mm-hmm. That's what got him the nice big fat contract. Yep. That's what got him playing for USA basketball. And that's what earned his trust from Darvin Ham, from Anthony yeah. Davis, from LeBron James, from fans. And that's what earned his trust in his own game that he could yeah. deliver. And I, th- and I think, look, and I think the, the, the notion of, like, putting him in sort of the Ginobili role, like, makes sense. I think it, his numbers have not suffered, other than his minutes, by the way, which have been, you know, kind of strangely down. If you come off the bench, your minutes are going to be lower. That's just sort of the way the game is structured. Um, so I think it's another chance to get his minutes up a little bit, to, put, to start him again. And you can stagger some things around where you keep, you know, right. Him, ideally, you keep two of those three on the court as much as possible between LeBron James, well, Anthony Davis, and Le- At and this stage, Austin with Reeves. their injuries, that's a must-do. You just got to have those guys on the floor. 
Um, so that to me is one thing I'm looking for in this stretch. I, I think another thing, and I saw it again against New Orleans, a game that did not go well, but like was basically played to a tie after CJ McCollum went nuclear in the first quarter, um, was Jared Vanderbilt's activity defensively. Like, is he getting more comfortable and can he be the guy that they throw out there on Ja, the guy they throw out there on Jimmy Butler, the guy right, that they throw out right. there on James Harden or, or whatever they want to do, where he is like the point of attack, primary defender, impact player on that side of the ball. Um, I think I saw a little bit of it okay. in these last two games, but he still to me is a guy who looks like he's getting accustomed to playing through whatever he's dealing with. He doesn't look quite the same just yet. He doesn't. I mean, I'm not sure. He he did say that, no, I'm not 100%, but no one is, which is what the caveat is being used by everyone. But you don't like to hear that from a guy who hadn't been playing. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like he should be starting closer to 100% than he did. But, like, this heel injury was a real issue. Yes, it was. You know, and I think he's still trying to find that is there anything else you're looking for on this on this uh home stretch like yes one big thing Mm -hmm. some wins how are they gonna get them i want to see them win some games how are they gonna get them play defense better Mm -hmm. execute the offense better share the ball a little bit more we saw that when there was a game they had what 41 assists or 52 made field goals yeah the game that's the shooting game that i covered and the one that you, Charlotte, correct? The one, the one you took off? Charlotte's a pretty good team. The one you took off when I was working hard that day? You were home what doing, doing whatever you were doing? Because I cover the home games, Dan. I'm there for the our readers. All right. Well, then, Giving them the news I, I that they it. deserve, that they want to have. Well, Roderick Turner was there. And you can tell about it in some urinal line somewhere around Los Angeles. <laughs> I will be at a home game this month, at least one. You said eight. Probably two. A bunch of stuff. I will be at a bunch. Um, okay. You can read us online. You can follow us on the socials. Ooh, on the socials. On the socials. I, I got, have three right now. I got one social. Glad to be back. We're going to be doing this every week from LA in hey. studio in our beautiful new studio. Thanks, producer Mark. Um, subscribe to the newspaper again, please. Please. Um, you know, I had a thought. Can I, can I pitch marketing you ha- really quickly? You have a thought. Oh, I, wow. I have a marketing pitch. Okay. I was driving in today. And I saw a billboard for a, I'll say a less than reputable news site that had a billboard. And I thought to myself, what would be a good market? And it was like, you know how people used to get the newspaper delivered to your doorstep? Right? That's the thing. Well, like, obviously that's not what we do anymore as much, right? So like, what if you got the newspaper delivered to your nightstand? Because that's what you can do when you open the LA Times app. You can see the print paper there if you want. You can see all the stories, see the beautiful design, the beautiful cover from yesterday. Instead of the doorstep to the nightstand, that's even more intimate. That was your idea? Yeah, it's not bad, right? I took a marketing class in college. Um, did you pass it or did you feel it? I said t- I took it. BT, happy birthday to you. Thank you, sir. Look forward to telling you Appreciate that again next it. year when you are 433 bottles of wine in to your collection. At the very least. All right, we'll see you next time.